Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? I'm not, but he is my favorite conservative. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us in 2024. It is a presidential election year, but it does feel like it's going to take forever <laughs> To get to election day, it's painful, people. Painful, uh, indeed. Itty, it, it, it's it's a presidential election year, which always brings out the crazies. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Out um, of the woodwork. All right. So uh, we should say this is not a live episode because I'm in San Francisco right now. You're where? San Francisco. What do I call it? I, I'm not repeating that on the air. Shit, for, shit, Francisco. Okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you are you wearing those little um, shoe cover things on your shoes like at crime scenes so you don't actually step in excrement as you're walking around? Oh, my God. No, I'm not. OK, just no, I'm just tip. I'm just Ubering everywhere. OK, well, like I literally your, will step, step out. Yes. Yeah. Watch, watch where you step. Yes. That's my point. Well, I'm not staying near near the convention center. So that will help. Yeah, because that's the only place that San Francisco's bad. Oh my God. Okay. We are not bagging on San Francisco. <laughs> my point was this yes. is not live. Okay. Uh it's pre-recorded and um and we hope uh you had a great week. But uh Edward, back to the topic, which oh. was not San Francisco. Okay. What are we talking about today? Well, I thought that we would take a look at a topic that's actually been getting a lot of attention out there and and for good reason. And that is Do you really want to know? Uh, I don't why, know. why not? Right? Yeah, sure. Well, what this is, is how the left is trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot to save democracy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I do find it. It's it's not funny. It's not. It's it's actually very quite. It's sad, but it is ironic that they the <laughs> yes. left thinks that this is the way to save democracy by removing a leading presidential candidate from the opposing side. I mean, isn't democracy, although we did point out in a previous episode, we are a representative republic, but you know what we mean, isn't democracy about letting people cast their votes? So you are taking that away from American people and everybody, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you're on should be pissed off about this. Yeah. And I, I think what you just said is the epitome of irony, right? Yes. We have to shut you down to save democracy. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. Seriously, did did anybody ever think we would get to this point of I wouldn't madness? know. No, I never in a million years would have predicted this. No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the reason I brought this up. Is I recently read an article uh, by Jonathan Turley in the New York Post about this subject and how it's moving nationwide and not just with the top of the ticket, not just the presidential. Race. Okay. All right. So we will uh, link to that article, uh, Jonathan Tur Turley in the show notes for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but first, who is he? Um, for those who don't know. Yeah. Jonathan Turley. Uh, he is a liberal, uh, but a true liberal where he actually be believes in debate. Okay, yes. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, but he is a professor, uh, law professor at George Washington University, I believe, constitutional law. Okay. So, cool. but yeah, he has always, you know, been on the left on many many issues, but this is a bridge too far for him, or he realizes what's him. going on is unconstitutional, and the way that they're trying to 
bastardize the Constitution to try to fit their argument. So how are how are they doing this? I mean, this has happened in two places already, right? Yeah, um, actually three now. Pennsylvania is getting in on the act. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, what oh, were the other two? Uh, Maine and Colorado. Colorado okay. started the ball rolling okay. by their Supreme Court uh, basically taking Donald Trump off the ballot. And But how? <laughs> on what grounds? Um, well, they're trying to use the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment to the Constitution is the sedition and insurrection clause, I believe. And it was put in after the Civil War to say that if you have taken up arms or led a rebellion against the United States, hence the South, right, right. <laughs> that you could not hold an official public office. Understandable, okay. right? You know, yeah. you tried to defeat this country, you shouldn't have a chance to run for office. Well, the way you just phrased it, it makes it sound like they have a reasonable argument. I'm not saying they do, but I'm just saying <laughs> sometimes I like to poke the bear, you know? Yes. Yeah. Poke away. Poke away. Um, <laughs> I well, had such a nasty comment, but I'm not going to say it. Keep going. You're such a nice person. I know. No, <laughs> no. Nice. Like, like nasty, dirty, dirty. Oh yeah. Even better. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to get triple X rating for this podcast. All right, okay. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. What Turley in his article actually is saying is he's using a new term called ballot cleansing. Which what is, does that mean? Well, it's kind of a unique kind of uh, thought process of trying to eliminate your rivals on a ballot. <laughs> trying, oh. yeah, so trying to clean the ballot, wipe it clean from, oh. you know, God forbid you should have any opposition, right? Wow. Yeah. So who's in favor of this? There have to be some people in favor of this. Oh, yeah. A lot of Dems, especially, you know, the ones especially on the far left. But recently, dozens, dozens of Democrat lawmakers have already called for a disqualification, I believe it's almost 125 or 26 Republican colleagues under the same theory. So, so, so wait, so the house is saying, Ooh, this is a great idea that are Democrats in the house yes. that we can use this to get, to disqualify our own colleagues in the house. Correct. Because they're saying oh, shit. that anybody, sorry, there goes the cursing okay. potty mouth. Yeah. This one. Yeah. <laughs> um, that anybody who questioned the election of 2020 yes. is guilty of insurrection oh. because of, wait for it, January 6th. Yes. Right? That That's like the Pavlovian whistle, right, mm -hmm. of, of the left is you mentioned J6 and they start howling at the moon, right? Oh boy. Okay. So, so where's it, where's this well, going? Well, I, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to sow chaos. They're trying to disrupt as many elections as possible that are out there all up and down the ballot. And they're, they're trying to paint everybody now as in air quotes, insurrectionist, everybody. And they're, they're, they're using that term because that's what's actually in the constitution that it does say insurrection in the amend 14th Amendment, but nobody has been charged with insurrection. All January 6th, Donald Trump, everything else, not a single one has been charged with insurrection. Oh, there are people being held. Pardon me? There are people being held. Oh, yeah, yeah. in our American gulag yes. uh, in Washington, D.C. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, there's... Uh, uh, Jonathan Turley mentions in the article a Madame Defarge moment. 
Okay. And, and for those of us who don't remember who Madame Defarge <laughs> Madame is, Defarge because is, we're not a big fan of Dickens, please tell us who that is. That's right. Chucky e. D, uh, Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. Um, as I, he's a good friend of mine. Okay. Um, Just give away your age, but that's okay. The chief antagonist in the story is the character Madame Defarge, and she symbolizes vengefulness and, and revolutionary excess. It was set in the... Uh, the French Revolution, right? Uh, what the, that the, part I do remember. The Tale of Two Cities was, yeah. So she, her character, actually sits outside her Paris wine shop, endlessly knitting a, a scarf with all a list of names. You know, actually sewing the names of people into her scarf that are to be killed or oh eliminated. Oh and my god! Yeah, there's you know, that is she, a good comparison. Yeah, she sits next to the guillotine actually with her scarf and oh, whatnot. You, okay, and, you left that part out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you geez. know that that we have reached this point where you know the left is trying to hold up this list of people that that they want eliminated from the ballot. Yeah. That is such bullshit. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cursing in this episode. I should have prefaced it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so can you give us some specific examples of people so we can yeah. tag them? Yeah. On I mean, social? you know, uh, and everybody, I, I'm not going to have to repeat when I say somebody's name, it's Democrat. Okay. So okay. Representative Bill Pesquerel, he's from New Jersey, and he sought to bar 126 members of Congress, actual Congress right now under this th same theory for challenging the election. So he just thinks that if you had a question about this election, that you're an insurrectionist. This is an, an actual lawmaker trying to get rid of other lawmakers. Thumbs down, Bill. Thumbs down. <laughs> then well. we can we can go to our, one of our favorite nut jobs. Uh, that's Corey Bush yes. uh, out of Missouri. She's in the St. Louis area, uh, East St. Louis, I believe. And she actually got 63 co-sponsors, oh, all Democrats, of course, that include AOC, uh, Jamal Bowman. You remember Jamal Bowman? Do you remember his claim to fame? No. He was the guy. Was he the fire alarm the dude? The fire oh, alarm Jesus. guy. So, well, let's, let's, let's work this through for a second. So they're trying to conduct house business and he realizes they're going to lose whatever the vote was. Right. Pulls a fire alarm. Denies it. Now that's, isn't that insurrection trying to disrupt you would you would think so yes. anyway yeah it, you know the, the squad members are on board ilan omar rashida talib all those people um all right who yeah, else it, it's the total leftists on board for okay. this, so um in maine uh the secretary of state uh took trump's name off the ballot and so we said colorado maine and now pennsylvania also is uh trying to trying to eliminate a ton of republicans off the ballot using this are there any more representatives theory. trying to do this because we were, we were just talking about congress so yeah yeah these these are all house members trying to do this yes so isn't there another one yeah i mention? mean well of course the i'm trying to be nice here uh jamie raskin okay. of of uh, maryland who himself in oh. in 2016 went to the floor of the house to call to not certify the election for Donald Trump. Kind of what they're accusing people of doing right now, but yet he is calling for Trump to be taken off the ballot because of insurrection. So, so, so wait, for our listeners and viewers, so uh, this representative Braskin, um, hello, Jamie, um, it wanted to block the certification of the 2016 election mm -hmm. result 
much like Hillary when she went on her tour <laughs> for two years saying that the that the election was stolen from her. Right. Yeah. She she went on. Remember the whole World Book Tour. Oh, yes, right. That's what I so, meant. yeah, for some reason, the left thinks that questioning election before 2020 is OK. No, I don't think that's true. I think I think it's more it's OK for them to question any election and Republicans can't. Yes. I don't think this is just before 20. I think this is in general. Across well, the board. I mean, they're they're goal line or their, their starting point is 2020. So anything before, before that, then. they don't care about because it was them questioning the election, especially. Of That's what I meant. It's yeah, okay yeah, for yeah. them to do it, but not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, everybody remembers how Hillary went on her tour saying Donald Trump's an illegitimate president, yep. Russian collusion, the Russians got him elected and blah, 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 blah. And it, it, it's the Democrats on this issue have no shame whatsoever. And I, I know it's kind of redundant, but when your your January 6th is worse than Pearl Harbor and World War II and And it's not. Yeah. It's not. And it's not worse than 9-11. Come on. Correct. 9-11, everything. When that is your barometer, that 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 is what it is worse than, you need some help. Because yes. was it a bad day? Yes, it was. Did Congress stop their work? Yes, they did. But by the way, they I believe they went back to work at least like three or four hours later. Just, okay. just so we know Let's that. Let's get yes, back to but, the article, though. Yeah. So, you know, insurrectionists is the new label that they want to put on everybody. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're not charged with it, if you are got the scarlet letter, the yeah. I letter, right? Oh, yeah, Not the A, that's a good right? point. The yeah, I. that's kind of what it is. It, it's kind of like in the McCarthy period. Remember back in the 50s, Eugene McCarthy um, God, accused... It's so similar. Right? Oh, yeah, accused people of being communists in the government. Now, there were communists in the government that it infiltrated, but he decided he went way, way far. Yeah, above it, and it, beyond. The typical take the kernel of truth yeah. and, and, you know, grow an oak tree out of it and... Yeah, he was obviously eventually put into his place and re resigned in disgrace. It took a long whatnot. time, though, and it ruined some people's careers it in Hollywood. It ruined many. so many people's yeah. lives. And it's doing the same thing now yeah. because, you know, what we haven't talked about in this whole thing is the Democrats' new weapon of choice, which is lawfare. And okay. lawfare is, just think of warfare, but they're using the law to fight their war but they're twisting the law to do it correct they are using every far left interpretation of the law and and the thing with lawfare is it's not necessarily the end punishment it's the process is the punishment because they will bankrupt you they yeah. will keep you tied up in court forever and if you're against the department of justice they have unlimited funds. They can fight you forever. And they and that is exactly what they're doing all over the place. Somehow the right has to start fighting back, unfortunately, get into the mud with them and do the exact same thing to the people on the left. And well, I think, well, I don't know if an eye for an eye is the best strategy, but people, we American citizens need to speak the fuck up and need to like say something and fight back and get these people out of office. I mean, if they're doing this to lawmakers, 
Think about what they're going to do to the average American citizen. Well, that's that's the point. Yeah. I, that, that is exactly the point. And Trump does say it all the time. Excuse me. He says, if they can do it to me. Yes. Now, me being a former president of the United States. And billionaire. Yeah. yeah they can do it to you yes. and they will do it to you. And he is a hundred percent correct on that. You've got this great quote here. Do you want to read this? Yeah. This and this Turley? was, this was from uh, Jonathan Turley's yeah. piece. And he said, if the challenges work, there is no reason they can't be used unilaterally against any candidate and without any criminal charges, let alone convictions. It is instantly both self-executing and self-satisfying. It would put the world's most successful democracy or Republic on a slippery slope to political chaos. And until the court rejects this anti-democratic ploy, activists eager to win elections through the courts will keep using it and will metastasize, it will metastasize throughout our body politic. It will run so he's, rampant. So he's using that word metastasize is interesting because he's associating it with cancer. This yeah. is a cancer yeah. on our freedom. Yeah. This and is a cancer on our freedom. Yeah. It, I don't care how right you think you might be on this. You are just bastardizing the constitution and the law to have a very, very short-sighted goal, right? Yeah. If, if, if this is your goal, you got to remember it will come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> it will. And does that count as a curse word? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll so. let Apple decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just be careful what you wish for Democrats, right? When you, when you think that, you know, we'll just get rid of this one guy, there's going to be others. Well, and I, I just, again, my, my plea is that for Americans to, to stand up, to say something, to fight back, to get on your city councils. I mean, don't let, don't let this, don't allow this and don't let these people who would do this. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, the people that are doing it are from very safe house seats, right? You know, that, well, that helps, that. right? Yeah. No, fuck that. So anyway, so we are pre-recording this mm -hmm. and we should say we are actually pre-recording this before the Iowa caucus. So we don't know the results of that, um, but we are going to go ahead since this is going to air um, on video on the, it'll be on the 21st. If you're listening right now, it's on the 22nd. So this will be the day before the New Hampshire open primary. And I want to emphasize this is an open primary, which can really upset some things. Oh, yeah. So we would like to make some predictions. Now, again, we're doing this <laughs> way in advance, not knowing the results of the Iowa caucus. Don't hold us to this. Um, and Edward, why don't you go first? And we have not talked about this ahead of time either. We have not. You're just throwing it right at me here. I am. Uh, I predict Donald John Trump will be victorious in New Hampshire. Okay, who's number two and three? Uh, that will be Nikki Haley will be number two. And uh, Vivek, rhymes with cake, Ramaswamy will be number three. Oh my God, I don't believe this. We have the same prediction. <laughs> well, I have also predicted that Ron DeSantis will drop out of the race before New Hampshire. Ah, okay. Well, I, I can't believe it. We have the exact, we did not have the same prediction for Iowa, by the way. Um, I have the same prediction as well. Trump, number one. Um, Haley, number two, she's definitely put more energy in New Hampshire than she has Iowa yeah. and, um, Vivek, uh, number three, but, but you're right. That could be contingent on DeSantis dropping out. Yeah. We know we already lost. 
Chris Christie. So, oh gosh. Uh, it, it's I'm still shaking to the core. It's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh God. What was he doing in the race? Good Lord. He was doing what he wanted to do. I'm was... anti-Trump. Yes. Trump's bad. Pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I think he did a good job in one or two of those debates of, of getting the others to, to fight hard. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's his, that's his goal yes. of, of, well, his goal is he's got a, so shockingly has a book coming out. What? Yes. And he wants to keep his gig on ABC. Well, let's keep so, going. Cause we yeah. don't want to make this about him. Yeah. All right. Well, actually this story kind of leads into Chris Christie. Oh, it does. Okay. So yes, <laughs> so we're going to do our favorite segment or my favorite segment this week and woke. Yes. So again, this is pre-recorded, so this probably came out the week before. Um, but tell us this week in well, because this is a good one. Well, it's from our friends over at the College Fix. Great right. website. Great. We website. will uh, put that in the show notes for y'all. Yes. The headline: Four hundred pound Chris Christie <laughs> student sues college for not being allowed to teach phys ed virtually. Okay, just let that sink in. Yep. Four hundred pound student. No, no, no. It's the 400 pounds. Not phys ed. Able, phys ed. Yes. 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 And, and I'm a former <laughs> phys ed teacher as well. I taught, I taught PE for a year. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us more. Well, okay. This is a 400 pound student is suing Michigan's Wayne State University for $1 million for not allowing him to do his physical education student teaching virtually. Okay. It's one thing to teach virtually. But and, and to even student teach virtually, every teacher has to do um, usually a semester of student teaching. But it's PE yeah. for <laughs> yes. PE. Okay, can we yes. Sorry. According to the Detroit News, 44-year-old David Lopez, who and, suffers from diabetes, hypertension, and asthma, did I mention he was 400 pounds? Yes. Okay. Thank and you. And if we can find you, David, we'll tag you too. <laughs> had completed all the requirements for the phys ed uh, kinesiology program, except the student teaching. Which you have to do to become a teacher. Correct. Okay. From the article, given his maladies, Lopez reportedly could not stand or walk for prolonged periods. The school district at which he was assigned to teach allegedly agreed to accommodate his request to teach online. However, Lopez says that Wayne State did not. Wayne State's in Detroit, by the way. Correct. Yes. Wayne State called Lopez's suit frivolous and said there is no legal claim for weight discrimination against an educational institution. It added the university does not control the student teaching requirements of school districts. So the school district where he was going to teach said, yeah, take, go ahead, do all this. But Wayne State wouldn't do it because they're sane. Well, no, I think what I think what Wayne State was saying is, um, wait, did I get this wrong? Let's see. Um, yeah, but, 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 but. Now, the high school he was going to teach at were, was going to accommodate him. They were. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't make it right, but they oh, were trying my God. to. Go, but Wayne State specifically has in their teaching certification guidelines that you actually have to show up, teach, and show up. Yeah. Yes. Man, man, imagine yes. that. But what I find quite funny is that weight is a protected characteristic in Michigan, which is the only state, by the way, that has this. But the law specifically pertains to employers, not educators. So, so employers can't discriminate based correct. on weight, which yes. is totally Right. Correct. Well, that's they're the only state in the country that has that disclaimer or that qualification in that's there. So, yeah. Well, so. that's why he was able to bring the suit. Yeah. He found a lawyer yeah. who said, ooh, there's precedent. Or there's I, I guess, can you... 
can you get a degree for teaching math and not really know anything about math or? Well, no, 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 no. That's, I don't think that's the case here. I, I think that we're not saying he doesn't know anything about PE or kinesiology or whatever, but the bottom line is if your goal is to be a teacher, you have to do your student teaching and you have to do it in person. You have to interact with kids yes. or teenagers, you know, whatever grade you're teaching. Uh, you you have to do it because that's the true test of a teacher. Well, I think this is if if you look up in a dictionary or something that says what's the definition of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the, obviously, the funny part to all this funny slash sad is yeah. why is this man getting a degree or got a degree in PE? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I. You you can't teach. You can't teach if you have asthma, diabetes, and hypertension. Again, as a former PE teacher for one year, I had a contract with a school district in Calabasas. You know, I'm out there every day with the kids, working out with them, running with them. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I've been a cross-country coach yeah. for many, many years in my career. And that I did on the side just because I love it. Would any of my students take me seriously? If I was 400 pounds. Well, not only no. that, but could you have even survived a few hours? No. 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 It's, it's work. When, when you can't stand or walk for more than a couple of minutes, you shouldn't be teaching physical education. No. Sorry. No. So Sorry. Uh, I feel badly for, for David Lopez, but, you know, he's got other things in his life he needs to get straight. Yes. And, and David, we will tag you if we can find you on the socials. So uh, we have a new segment. We do. It's called Shout Out. We're going to okay. do some shout outs here. Throwing we're... this at me here on the fly. I okay. am. Right I ahead. am. Okay. So and we are going to um, share these. So if you are listening, just listen. But uh, if you're watching, you'll see this. So we wanted to do a shout out to Doc Skittles for his five-star <laughs> review on uh, iTunes. And hit the subject line was fun. And he said, if you like to listen to a fun political discussion, check out My Favorite Conservative. It is a lighthearted, engaging, and informative back and forth between the host. So, <laughs> hey, Doc Skittles, thank so, you so much. Do you remember the other comment that we got a while back on how much we must hate each other? Yes, I do. Yeah, remember that was that a good comment. one. Yeah, yeah. I thank do. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, thank you, Doc Skittles. <laughs> um, and then we have a couple comments uh, from LinkedIn. I want to share this one. This is from Freelancer Monjor, he is a YouTube growth consultant and specialist in advertising and SEO. So check him out. And he said, your personal political journey is sound intriguing. It's refreshing to hear about respectful conversations despite differing viewpoints. Thank you. And then he said, which you can't see on the screen, the second part, curious, have you ever had a moment where your views evolved significantly based on a specific experience or event? Look forward to tuning in. And I responded to him on LinkedIn and I said, I think a turning point for me really was, was when Jerry Brown was up for election in California, not the first time in the seventies, because <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I couldn't vote then. I was a kid and didn't even live in California, but it was the second time around. And, and that was a turning point for me because I could not bring myself to vote for Jerry Brown. Like I just, there was something about his character and I didn't trust him. And I think I was hundred percent right on that. All right, and then we have another one, and this is from someone we know and love. This is Richard oh. Leftig from Castle Placement. Great format, Andrea, regardless of political view. It is refreshing to hear some discussion, debate, facts, and history. 
Thank and you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. And if you are a company, a startup, and you're looking to raise money, I highly recommend you reach out to Richard at Castle Placement. You can find him on LinkedIn where they're super active. Um, he is a stand-up guy. And we'll also say, uh, to the, was it Wolverines, Michigan? Yeah. Congratulations, Richard. Go we, blue. Yeah, yeah, we know you're a big Michigan yeah. fan. So thank you so, so much. So keep those comments and reviews coming. Anything else? Uh, before we close out the show, Edward? No, uh, just please wipe your feet before you come in the house when you get back from San Francisco. I cannot believe you said that on the <laughs> air. Oh my God. <laughs> I will I will let y'all know how San Francisco was. Okay. I will. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be live next week when I'm back from San Francisco with clean shoes. Yay. Please follow us on all social media platforms. We're live most Sundays again. We will be live next week, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Rumble, LinkedIn, X, and Facebook. And like Doc Skittles, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening right now. So we love the comments on social media. If you can take those comments on social media and actually rate and review the podcast, that'd be awesome. Um, and soon we will have our locals community where you can support the show in the meantime, if you have any questions, if you just want to reach out and say hello, which someone did, um, please go to myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much.